This is Grant from The Smoking Joint, and I listen to Smoking Hot Confessions. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben Arnott, and I'd like to welcome you to another meaty episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast, Australia's first barbecue podcast. This episode is coming to you hot off the mic. Just this weekend past, I jumped in the car and headed up to Brisbane for the annual Brisbane Barbecue Festival. It was the third year in a row that I'd been. The first year was my first ever barbecue judging experience, and the second year I covered the event for the Smoking Hot Confessions website and got one of my most popular photo galleries. This year, Dom asked me to be a part of the team. I got to be the MC for the event. If there's one thing I love, it's competing in barbecue competitions. However, there is something to be said for not competing in barbecue competitions too. I got to spend the entire weekend soaking up the festival, jumping up on stage announcing bands, hosting a Q&A with a panel of barbecue all-stars, helping out with a demonstration from major sponsor for the event, Billy from Meet at Billy's. I even got to host the awards presentation and was very honoured to present the Grand Champion Award to... Nah, I'm not going to spoil that yet. On top of all this, I grabbed my camera and, more importantly for a podcast, my field recorder and had some great conversations with teams, retailers, suppliers and sponsors. I was so busy running around that by the end of the festival I'd walked 103 kilometres on Saturday and 9.1 kilometres on Sunday. That's almost 20 kilometres of festival awesomeness. Here's how it went down. This is the Smoking Hot Confessions Podcast with barbecue pitmaster Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? I've managed to track down Brenda from uh, Shank Sisters Barbecue. How are you doing today? Yeah, really well, thank you. How's the festival been going for you so far? Everything's a bit hot and fast. We are in Queensland and it's a spectacular weekend. The weather is amazing as normal. Yeah, so how many comps is it for you this year? Oh, uh, this is our third one this year, um, so we're sitting maybe six or seven comps in, I think. Okie dokes, yep, and ha- have you got any more planned for the rest of the year? Uh, yes, we're doing Burley in four weeks' time, and then we'll do Bangalore as well. We're still deciding whether we're going to do Port Mac. The girls are trying to talk me into it, I'm thinking I'm not sure, it's a long drive. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. I'm actually putting together a, a collaboration team for that. And uh, we've got one fella from Newcastle who's going to bring his trailer smoker up. It's only a short way, and we're going to jump on that and cook on that. So I think that might be the way to go. Well, then if you're competing, maybe we shouldn't. Oh, I don't know about that. You've, you, you've murdered me every time in the past so far. <laughs> oh, well, we won't be sitting at the bottom, girls. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so speaking of which, I just, uh, I just spied your ribs before. They looked absolutely fantastic. Can you walk us through a bit about how you go about doing your ribs? Oh, well, this, this time we've got a new contender in our plans here and we've got Suze from Meet at Billy. So we have a butcher on our side, which is awesome. And not only is she a butcher, she is a world-class butcher. <laughs> Sitting at number three apprentice butcher in the world. So we're pretty lucky really? to have her on site. Wow. So um, we've got some St. Louis ribs today, which um, Suze has done her own um, rub and sauce for. So we're trying something a little bit different this time. And I have to say, it's pretty amazing. We were all blown away with the tests that we did. So we're pretty happy. Well, the, the colour just looked incredible. That, that was what drew me to it. So obviously, if they're custom-made sauces and spices, you're not going. To, I'm not going to get too much more information out of you on that. Well, it's just a secret. Well, it's a secret. It's a... Uh, 
something nice that you would normally put with pork, but it's just used probably in a way that you wouldn't normally an American barbecue, I suppose. Oh, fair but enough. then again, we're not American barbecue, are we? We're Australian barbecue. No, we're Australian. We can do it our way. That's right. Yeah. So what do you choose to go with a St. Louis cut rib over something like a, uh, a baby back rib? Well, when you've got the best butchers in Australia, you use what they suggest you use, don't you? Ours are St. Louis, and we have amazing St. Louis every time. Love it. Fantastic. So what, what do you feel is going to be your strongest hand in uh, this, this weekend? I don't know. We haven't done our last two. So as I said, it, it, was, it was quite warm here yesterday. Our pit, although ran to temperature, it was really hot and everything cooked really fast. I won't mention that we had brisket for breakfast today. <laughs> Bit of a very quick cook on that one today, but um, we have some other plans as backup, as always. So, you know. <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right, well, I'll have my fingers crossed for you at presentation time this thank afternoon, you. and I'll catch up with you again then. All right, we'll see you at Port Macca here. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Looking forward to it. Bye. Bye. I'm standing here now with uh, Bill from Uncle Bill's Barbecue. They've got a fantastic-looking uh, big offset smoker, reverse flow, standing out the front. But what's really caught my eye is this amazing-looking trailer that they've got here. So, Bill, first of all, good morning. Good morning. How are you enjoying the competition? Yeah, we're having a great time, as usual. All laid back and relaxed with it, but uh, no, it's good. Excellent. Great day, too. Great time of the year. Great, yeah. So, th this trailer here, it looks like uh, like a Wild West wagon. I can see you've got the, the, the curved roof on there. You've got some beautiful wood panelling down the side here. Can you tell me a bit about uh, about how you designed it, why you designed it the way you did? And tell me, it looks like it's got a ton of stuff in it. Tell me what you've packed in here. Yeah, okay. We call it our chuck wagon, I suppose. And uh, we've done it so it's pretty well fully self-contained. It's got a, a vertical grill in the front there with about eight uh, racks for we can put the meat in. Uh, at the back here, we've got a, a little bar fridge, um, a three burner gas stove that we can put up a bit of coffee and heat different things on there. Um, and down the side here, we have the, the sink, so we've got running water and that. Underneath, there's a 80 litre water tank and another 80, 80 litre tank to uh, collect the, uh, the grey water. Um, and underneath the, the, uh, the floor there, we the whole floor really is a cutting deck, so we can use up the whole area there, and it's a nice height to work from. Um, and then we've got a, a fridge freezer under the floor of the uh, cutting deck, so there's uh, quite so you can a bit take of take home whatever you don't hand in. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and we can store everything in there. So all the chairs and everything, and everything, all the things we bring along, we can throw inside there, close down the the, um, the sides, and uh, off we go. So it makes setting up and uh, getting out of here much easier, much quicker. Mate, it looks amazing. I can see that, it, uh, that the sink here seems to be wired for hot water. How did you do that? Yeah, we've got a little hot water, uh, gas hot water system on the other side there, and that's just hooked up with a little water pressure system, so it, it just comes on automatically with the, with the water pressure, so it's a pretty straightforward, you know, little caravan system, really. Right, uh, yeah, it's, it's just sensational. And then we've got uh, some batteries underneath the floor, so we can run 12-volt stuff in there and an inverter to run... 240 volts if there's no 240 volt connection at all. Rightio, yeah, gotcha. Gotcha, very nice. So whereabouts are you based? We're out at uh, Mount Crosby, just on the west side of Brisbane, about uh, 18 kilometres from the Brisbane centre. Beautiful. And uh, do you make these trailers uh, for sale by any chance? No, we don't. We've just really made this up for our own use. Okay. Uh, you know, we've been to a few barbecues and uh, 
thought we'd try and put something together that made made the whole thing a lot easier for us to, to get in and out of and you know, convenience because you end up with tables and chairs and stuff all over the place. So we want to try and make the whole thing a lot neater and easier to, for us to utilise. Yeah, right. Great. All right, so are you on the social medias, mate? Uh, we've got an Uncle Bill's um, barbecue team uh, website, uh, Facebook site. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can find us there with the rest of the team members there. We've got uh, Clinton and Carter, my two sons, Rob and Dick. Excellent. Uh, there's five of us in the team. Fantastic. And, so that's uh, a, the barbecue so here is actually made by Dick. That's his own product, so uh, he's just made it up again for his own own use. Yep. So uh, try to make something. Just try to make things a little bit unique. So it's a family team with uh, homemade smokers and trailers, and pretty much, yeah, yeah. Mate, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. I love how barbecue can really bring families together. It does, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah. It's something that you know three generations of a family can can get involved in and. Uh, yeah. You know, spend some quality time together. So, well, mate, I, I think you're doing it the right way. It's almost a bit of a camping trip, too, in a way. And, I mean, it's incredible that we can come here in the middle of Brisbane and be camping. Yeah. You know, we, we pull out the bedrolls and so forth and uh, camping away here. And, uh, yeah, it's just an incredible feeling, I guess. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, thank you very much for your time and best of luck with the rest of the competition. Uh, thanks very much. Do our best. Ladies and gentlemen, I've tracked down Tim from Grillin' in the Name Of, my personal vote for coolest name in barbecue ever, and I've just uh, stumbled upon him preparing his comp boxes. So uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but first of all, Tim, how are you enjoying the weekend? Mate, it's fantastic. The weather's beautiful. The company's great. Uh, you couldn't ask for anything more at a barbecue festival. No, it's been, uh, you know, it, it's the middle of winter here at the moment, and uh, I, am, I am yet to see a single cloud. No, it was very chilly last night, but a beautiful day. Yeah, definitely. Did you camp out here last night? We certainly did. Yeah, me too. I was down with uh, with sappers down there. It was, uh, it was quite brisk, quite brisk. Now, the first thing I, I just wanted to talk to you about was um, I saw you preparing a comp box, and mate, it was a beautiful looking comp box. Thank you very much. Could you tell us a bit about, um, about, what, about what is involved in preparing a comp box? Uniformity, I think, and uh, symmetry is what uh, we're trying to achieve. Um, we buy a ton of parsley, uh, do a bit of quality you know, quality work, um, get the good bits and try and line him up in, in straight little soldier rows. So what's involved with, with doing that? I can, it, it looks like um, I can see two piles here, one that's uh, normal and one that's deconstructed. Um, how do you go about doing that? Well, from the beginning, um, we're from the Lockyer Valley, so we get our parsley from a local supplier, um, normally picked on the morning that we uh, are going off to the comp. So we just get a box full of the stuff and quite often we have no idea what it's like till we get to comp. Then um, we open it all up and we go through it all and snip off the, the good bits and disregard the bad bits. Alrighty, and so then how do you... Uh how do you go about putting them in the box? Do you just chuck them in and then chuck the meat on top, or what's that no, process? No, no. So uh, we like stalks down, fluffy bits up. Okie dokie. And it looked like uh, when I was watching you, you were doing it very carefully, one little piece at a time. Yeah, um, especially towards the end. So like I said before, we're looking for uniformity and a bit of symmetry as well. Right. Now, I, I can see that you're using just parsley here. Um, there are other garnishes allowed in the ABA. Um such as kale, green lettuce, that sort of thing. Do you ever use any of them or are you just we, straight parsley? We never have. We've only used parsley. Um, I'm scared of hot meat on kale for the smell. It may smell quite interesting. And lettuce we just haven't used. And I think parsley looks smart. It looks good. Um, it may stick to a few of the 
um, the proteins when it comes out of the box, but apparently that doesn't seem to, um, to, to deter any of the judges. So while we're getting fresh, freshly cut parsley from a local supplier, um, we'll continue to do so. Lovely. So how are you going with your, uh, with your proteins? Mate, we're doing okay. Um, we've done well in brisket at our last couple of comps. Um, we don't talk about pork ribs generally, um, but other, other proteins, we're doing okay. We've picked up a third in lamb and a third in chicken in our last outing, first in brisket at our last outing, and we got a second in brisket at the outing before that. So fingers crossed today we can um, be somewhere up there this afternoon. So how, how confident are you then for, uh, for today? Let's just say marginally confident. Marginally confident. Nah, look, okay. we've, we've got a beautiful piece of brisket. Um, it's it's resting at the moment. Um, it's all on track, the same as as normal. So um, if we can get our scores up in the three three twenties, um, I think we're in for a shot. Beautiful, beautiful. My fingers are crossed for you, and I hope to see you up there. Thank you, mate. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Have a good day. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited. I've managed to track down the only Victorian team that's made it up here to the barbecue festival today. I've got Dan from Big Smoke Barbecue. How are you doing today, Dan? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Good, mate. How are you enjoying our lovely Queensland weather? Um, yeah, it's probably about 25 degrees, but it feels like about 45 degrees. I'm not used to it, so I'm starting to sweat pretty bad. Well, I've, I've noticed that, uh, that I'm wearing like long pants and a long shirt and you're in uh, shorts and uh, t-shirts. I think you're, you're handling it a lot better than I am, I think. I think you're crazy. So. <laughs> uh, so, mate, explain to me the logistics. How do you get everything up here from Melbourne? Well, we were lucky enough to just do a fly-in, fly-out comp, so we've got a few friends up here who have lent us all the gear. We've got, we're cooking on a 20-inch radar hill reverse flow that uh, Mitch from the Meatsworths has happily lent us. And um, we've got a few other teams have pitched in with a few other bits and pieces. So, look, we just have to come up with our with all our rubs and sauces and knives and whatnot. And even some meat. We flew up on the plane with some of our meat. But um, everything else is pretty much up here. So we've been pretty lucky this time around. That is fantastic. So how's the festival been treating you? What's, your, what's been your favourite uh, hand-in so far? Um, well, yesterday on the Saturday we had lamb and chicken. Um, look, we are reasonably happy with our hand-ins. Um, but you can never tell how they're going to go, so we'll just wait and see. Today's we've got pork ribs and briskets on. They're about a half hour to first hand in. We're pretty confident with these ones today, so fingers crossed. Ah, so you're happy with your ribs? Happy with the ribs and brisket, but as you said before, mate, you never know what's going to happen to these things, so we'll see how we go. Mm. Now, I can see that you've got a nice big spritz bottle hanging off the side of the smoker there. Yep. Any chance you can tell me what it is that you like to spritz with, or is that a secret recipe? Uh, that is apple juice and apple cider vinegar, 50-50 mix. Ah, that's what I use as well. Yeah, it's pretty basic, it's pretty plain. Um, So good though, so good. We have experimented with a few other things and to be honest with you, I can't tell any difference. So we just, we've always got apple juice and we've always got apple cider vinegar, so we just chuck it in. And as you can tell, we haven't used it much um, over the two days, so it's probably just more for looks than anything. I just put it in the fridge, whatever's left over, and I drink (laughs) it later on. I'm hearing you. (laughs) Yeah. So, mate, who do you think is going to be the uh, your biggest competition this weekend? Oh, look, the Jokers are here. Um, I think they've won the last three or four that they've entered, so they're um, obviously ones to look out for. But um, the Meat Sweats, the last couple of comps they've been doing all right, and Lucas from Rolling Smoke, you know, he's he's always in for the good chance. Barbecue Mafia, they're doing some good Q at the moment. Um, so it could be anyone's game, to be honest with you. Yeah, we've got uh, Country Boys Barbecue Country up there Boys, as well, yeah, yeah. Double Barrel Barbecue. Double barrel, there is, the list goes on, so yeah. honestly, I could rattle off 10, 15 teams and anyone could take it. So, look, if we if we do anywhere near the top, 
I'll be pretty stoked. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really tight comp this weekend. I think there's only going to be a couple of points separating the, uh, I agree, the, mate. the, the top couple of teams. I agree. So, mate, i got my fingers crossed for you. I hope to see you up there. Beautiful. Thanks a lot, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're recording. So. Oh, we're off and running. Yes, we are. We are. Ladies and gentlemen, I have tracked down Josh from Aussie Barbecues and Fireplaces, and we are looking at what I'm told is uh, Series 2 of the, and I'm probably going to mess this up, La Caja China. Did I get that right, Josh? La Caja China. That's, uh, that, that's it, mate. So um, it's a, a pig cooker from, from Cuba. From Cuba? Oh, okay. I was going to pick Cuban the, the, style. Oh, Cuban style. Yeah. Okay, all right. The uh, the China looks like China, so that kind of threw me off there. I thought it might have been a Chinese method of cooking a pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I get that. I get that a lot. But uh, you you do hear that a lot, and it and it makes sense. But uh, yeah, no, it's a Cuban Cuban style Cuban style cooker. Um, bit different to well, pretty much every every other style of cooker I've ever seen. Um, yeah, you see a few in the pit yard today. A couple of guys doing their whole hogs in them. Yeah, I believe, uh, I, I believe Shanky's have got one. So for the people listening, I'm just going to give it a quick description. We're looking at a box. It's about a uh, little bit taller than knee height. It'll be about four, four and a half feet long, two and a half feet wide. Uh, it's on wheels. Mate, can you tell me a bit about how it works? Yeah, so basically it's, uh, it's an insulated roasting box. Um, so you've got your, uh, your, your pig or, or whatever you want to roast really inside the box. Um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, most of the time you'll see them with pigs in them, but, uh, but you can also roast chickens or, or lambs or, or whatever you like in there. Um, so your, so your, uh, your protein is inside the box and then your charcoal is actually sitting on top of the box. Um, and your your cooking happens via the radiant heat from the uh, from the charcoal or heat bead sitting on top of the box. Oh, righty. Oh, I see. So it, it works a little bit like a camp oven then in that regard. Yeah, yeah, it is. So uh, so unlike most cookers which are working on convected heat like smoke and and uh, and heat passing through the smoker, it's actually radiant heat, uh, sort of heat you get from a campfire. So so it's radiating down onto the onto what you're cooking, which which gives you a, a different result to, to basically every other style of cooker. Fantastic. So I guess naturally then there, there would not be a sort of a, a smoky flavour to it. I've never actually eaten anything off one of these things. What is the difference then between, say, in, in flavour between cooking a whole hog on a offset smoker versus in, a, in a, one of these boxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that... That that's a good point. So no, there's no interaction between the between the the fuel and and the, what's inside the box. So um, you, you don't get a smoky flavour, but what you do get is uh, is an unbelievably moist uh, product because there's there's nowhere for the moisture to go except inside the box. Um, some of the guys hook up uh, cold smoke adapters to pump a little bit of smoke into the box, which is. You know, all barbecue. A lot of barbecue teams are always kidding out their their smokers anyway. So that's something that you can do. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the, the 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 style is such that there is no interaction with the smoke and the and the food. Interesting. So I guess then I guess you'd say that the flavour you get is uh, I guess nothing but pig. <laughs> no, nothing but pig, mate. Um, and and whatever you rub it down with or inject it with. Sure. Um, so anything. Any flavour you want in that pig, you got to put in the box. So it's a bit of a different mindset to to uh, to cooking on an offset, but um, the results you get out of these are fantastic. 
So what what sort of typical flavors do people put with their pigs in a in a Lakaya Sheena box? Well, the typical moho sort of flavors are, are very fruity, so a lot of lot of fruit juices um, and and even spiced rums and those sort of things in in injections. Um, but but predominantly like your pineapple juices and your orange juices. Those, those juices also have a uh, like an acidic nature to them help help break down the proteins and give you your, your 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 texture that you get out of these things so think Cuban cocktail Cuban cocktail I like that I like that I've heard that one of the reasons people will put uh, something like mustard onto pork ribs for example is uh, what you were just saying about the acidic nature kind of opens the meat so the meat can absorb the rub is that the same sort of principle with the juices yeah, look, look. I suppose. I mean, so there's so there's two things. There's there's flavour and there's texture. So you can't go wrong with sweet flavours with pork. Um, and uh, and and then and then there's the texture. So so any 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 acidic uh, juices that are going in there, like um, like I said, pineapple juice or and orange juice are two that sort of come to mind are only going to help break down the uh, the proteins in the in the pork and um, and give you a really tender tender result fair enough so for the people out there that are either have a a La Caya China box or are thinking about getting one what would be your number one tip oh uh, get in early because there are there's a long lead time on them at the moment we've got a couple left in stock um, but look I suppose what it, I suppose it's just about getting your head around a different style of cooking, really, okay. in terms of uh, in terms of uh, what what the what the cooker is, um, and just embracing a, something that's a little bit different to what you to what you're used to. So and keep keep an open mind. Keep an open mind, yeah. So uh, that that's what I love about seeing a couple of these around the pit yard. To be honest, is um, people getting out and and doing something a little bit different. It's hard to understand how it actually works, to be honest, until you've tried it yourself or seen it done. So it's just it's just being open to a new style of cooking, and you'll 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 love these things. Well, mate, yeah. I, as I said, I saw the Shankies using one of these today, and uh, they look fascinating. And I really hope that you do well with them. So uh, thank you for your time today. Happy days. And uh, keep on enjoying this beautiful festival, mate. It's a ripper. Thank you. It's a fantastic afternoon here on here on Sunday at uh, at the Brisbane Barbecue Festival, and I've just bumped into Anthony from Artistic Smoke. How are you going today, Anthony? Yeah, great, man. It's a beautiful day. It's a good day for it today. Isn't it just sensational? Yeah, can't beat it. Perfect yeah. weather in Brisbane. So, what's been the highlight of the festival for you so far? Uh, so far, it's just been the weather. We've had good food going on, good conversation with everyone, catching up with the teams and. Catching up with old friends, so it's been a great event so far. We've put on. Speaking of good food, I actually managed to uh, snag a piece of that steak that you were putting out towards the end of the of the day yesterday. Man, that was sensational. How did yeah, you? Yeah, it was some re- reverse seared um, meat from Billy's meat at Billy guys. They just supply been supplying us with meat this weekend, so uh, some beautiful stuff they've got up there. So yeah, we just put it over the smoker and give it a light smoke in some plum, and then finished it off reverse searing it. Absolute perfect way to finish the steak, mate. That was just—it uh, was just delicious, just sensational. So, tell me a bit about Artistic Smoke. What is it that you do? Uh, we're a um, catering business down on the Central Coast. Uh, husband and wife—we sort of started off a bit over a year and a half ago. Just sort of started out pretty small as a bit of a side business and things, and it's just slowly grown from there. We're just slowly kicking off, and it's just yeah, going from strength to strength down there. So, from the Central Coast of New South Wales. Yeah. 
So that, that, that's quite a trip up here for the Brisbane Barbecue Festival. What, what brings you from the Central Coast all the way up to Brisbane? Uh, Pro-Q. They've asked, just asked me to come up. We've done a few shows with them now, so I just come up and do a few demonstrations. Uh, we do a few Facebook Live things and a few videos for them. So they've just asked us to come up and do this this weekend. Oh, beautiful. So do you, do you uh, cater using Pro-Qs then? Yeah, we've got a big uh, 3,000, but we've got a new, new one on the way. Um, a big unit that's the first one to come out in Australia, first one in the world, so oh. stay tuned, it'll be shown. Are you soon. allowed to tell me a little bit about it, or is it still all under wraps? Oh, a few people know about it, it's a big double door unit that we've got, but it's just, nobody's seen it much yet, but we're going to have it set up on a trailer in another month's time. And is it the gravity-fed design, or is it uh, is it like a, something new? No, it's a gravity-fed design, but it's the biggest unit they've ever made, so it's the first one in the world coming out. Wow, what sort of capacity is it? Uh, basically, it's the double size of their 4200, so it's it's a huge capacity. So that'll be what, 20 briskets at a time? or uh, Plus, 20 plus. More than 20 yeah. briskets at a time. So it's it, like, it's, you're it's not kidding, big, it's big. It's a big unit, like it's a big catering unit. Big, very nice. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people that are looking to, uh, to get into businesses based on barbecue at the moment. And uh, a lot of guys are getting into catering, and, and, and ladies are getting into catering. So uh, what would be some advice that you might have for some people looking to expand into catering? Yeah, it's a, it takes a while to get into it. It's a slow, as everything is, a slow get into it. But probably start out, get your quality of your stuff going and your quality of your meat going and, and get a little niche going wherever you are. And once, you get, once you get going with it, it just sort of slowly snowballs. So it's about getting a name going. And getting, and I think more the quality of your food too. So that's one big thing. You work on your quality and get that out, and then people start getting a name for you, and that just sort of snowballs from there. So focus on quality and focus on following. Yeah, that's it. Nice. I like that. I like that. So speaking of a following, where can people follow you on uh, on the socials? Uh, we're on on Instagram, Artistic Smoke, and and again on Facebook, same thing, Artistic Smoke. Follow us on there. Hit us up and uh, yeah, comment away. Fantastic, mate. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Have a good rest of the festival. Thanks, mate. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, I've tracked down the one and only Linda Zamet, winner of the SCA Burger Cook-Off a few months ago. But uh, there's something a little bit different today. She's usually badged up in Pitt's Perfect stuff, and she's not today. Linda, how are you doing? And can you tell me a bit about what you're doing here today? Yeah, we're doing good. Um, I'm here helping AJ from Dr. Q today, um, mostly on fire maintenance with the hog pit smoker. So that's my job for the weekend. And I think I did all right. Ah, so he, <laughs> he's called you in as a bit of a hog pit consultant because, of course, Fat Amy is that's a hog That's exactly pit smoker. right. So we've named this one Fat Albert. Um, the little brother of Fat Amy. So, um, yeah, he had never used one like this before. So, and it worked exactly, it went exactly the same as Fat Amy does. So, um, I think it was really successful. It's a great pit. So, So are these the same pit? Are they like identical? I think this one's a little bit smaller, um, but basically it's exactly the same, except mine has the sink and other things on it. But and it's the pit purple. itself, and it's bright purple. He, <laughs> he did like my yellow, and he, um, he's, he's got his trailer yellow as well. So, we started a bit of a fashion trend there, I think. Very cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hog pit is a bit of a new player. What is it that 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 drew you to the hog pit smokers? Um, 
it, look, to be honest, I uh, contacted a few of the different manufacturers and um, Jamie was the one that got back to me first and I find when I get something in my brain, I want to get it done quickly. So um, he was available, he could get it done for me and he was really open to suggestions. He's like a bit of a mad scientist. So, you know, he had all these great ideas that I had absolutely no idea about, um, like putting the battery in um, so that runs the tap, um, the hot water next to the fire pit to keep to give us hot water, just little things like that that I had no idea about. He was able to guide us in the right direction and, like I said, was open to whatever I needed. He was willing to put it in there. So so give me a bit of a breakdown then of Fat Amy because I've spoken to you three times now but I've never yep. actually managed to speak to you about Fat Amy. Yep. Give me a bit of a breakdown. What What is on Fat Amy? What does Fat Amy do that uh, that works so well for you? Well, Fat Amy is a reverse flow exactly like this one, um, which to be honest I'd never used before but I, I, it's amazing how easy it. I know a lot of people aren't really fans of the reverse flow but I think it's fantastic. It's as easy as opening and closing the chimneys like turning a dial on an oven um, to get your temperature up or down. Um, the firebox is amazing. It's, I think, six-inch. I'm not sure of the specifications, but very insulated. Um, so um, you pretty much your fire can nearly be out and you're still maintaining your heat. So it's just, it's you know, every hour or so put on one bit of wood and that's pretty much all you've got to do. So, And this one sat on 250 for the entire two days without any trouble at all so that's pretty incredible yeah, yeah. It, and, and like I said the only with Fat Amy we've got a sink which is awesome for comps and catering as well and the battery so we can charge our phones um like I said it runs the runs the tap and yeah but apart from that it's yeah just a standard reverse flow with a few extra bits and pieces that we wanted so yeah very good. Yeah. How are you feeling about your hand ins this, uh, for this trip? Yeah, I, I, I think they're really good, probably better than um, I usually hand in, I think. So, um, yeah, I think AJ killed it. He, he did a really good job and um, hopefully I had a little bit to do with that, keeping the heat going. So, um, yeah, I think they were really good. I, so no. were you allocated a particular protein for this or no. were you, you just pit mistress? N yeah, I'm just pit mistress. AJ's very much like me. Um, we're both control freaks, so I let him – have total control today and I just when he needed a hand I helped him out did the cleaning all those sort of jobs so um he could concentrate on getting all the proteins done so yeah I was just pits that's it so, excellent yeah excellent excellent yeah all right thank you very much for your time no worries I've got to keep rolling on and uh I'll catch you again at the next competition no doubt no doubt cool thank you Okie dokie, we're now at uh, the pointy end of the day. It's quarter past two in the afternoon. The final hand-in has just been done. All the competitors are on the adrenaline crash now, and if you've ever competed, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But he's got a bit of juice left in him, and I've got Pitmaster Mike. How you doing, Pitmaster hey, Mike? Hey, Ben, I'm awesome. Thanks, mate. Thanks for thanks for coming and talking to me. Anytime, bro. It's, it's always good to catch up with you. For sure. Now, um, I, I see you've got uh, Beastie Boys on your, uh, on your shirt. They're a very cool name. Yeah, thank you. Um, how long have you been competing for now? Mate, uh, this is this is our second competition. So, yeah, uh, the first comp was Bundaberg back in May. So, yeah, what's that, a couple of months ago now. And, and then, yeah, had a bit of time off before before coming back for Brisbane. And, um, yeah, we've got a couple more in August and, and possibly one in September. So, second comp, um, yeah, a month or two months into it and, um, and, and loving it and can't wait to do more, mate. Sounds like you're doing really well, mate. Oh, and, I hope uh, so. You've, you, you've got that big smile on your <laughs> face, so uh, I, I know that you're uh, certainly enjoying it. Yep. So uh, what's been the highlight for you at, uh, at, at the competition so far? Uh, mate, just, just the hometown crowd. Um, for me, this is kind of a, a bit of a special event, to be honest with you, because last year's Brisbane Festival was the first barbecue comp I attended as a, as a punter. 
and I've been into low and slow obviously a long time before that but and I knew I knew what the ABA was about I came along um, yeah basically spent the whole day walking up and down the pits talking to the competitors uh, made friends that are, that are still friends uh, today and, and a year later mate I've come full circle and, and we've competed in it which uh, yeah I'm stoked mate I love that journey <laughs> Thank I you. love it that, that's a fantastic story now even though it's your second competition yep. you have some of the more serious gear that I've seen here today yeah and we might have overcommitted. <laughs> <laughs> never 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 all right, so can you walk me through um, the pit that you've been uh, using for this competition? Yeah, for sure, mate. Um, so we've used for this competition, um, the, it's actually my teammates, um, Steve from Ironwood Smokers, uh, procured this probably about four months ago. and It's uh, a Pro-Q gravity-fed cooker, the GFC 2150. Um, the numbers apparently relate to the, the cubic volume of, of cooking, or actually the, the square uh, the, the square area of, of cooking space, um, and I assume it's in metric because they're a, they're a European company. But um, essentially, it's very similar to the stretch and tubby uh, insulated vertical cabinets that ProQ do that a few teams are using. Uh, except it it kind of has an offset firebox, and that offset firebox is is basically fed by a, a gravity fed chute, um, so a hopper. Uh, I don't know how much charcoal it takes, probably at least a good 10 kilos. You can fill into that hopper and essentially light the fire from underneath, um, shut it all off and the, and the charcoal um, just, just automatically feeds through into the firebox. Very constant temperature control because of that, that constant fuel feed. Um, you, can, you can adjust that vent uh, and it basically just notches up or down the temperature by, by whatever, it, whatever um, you know, you know, the variable is for the airflow. And um, you basically feed feed wood and chunks of wood into the into the tray at the bottom of it. The the heat and the ash drips down, and the, the ambient heat uh, burns and smokes that wood, and it and it flows through the the cabinet. So um, yeah, it's it's a it's a really good thing to cook with. Um, yeah, and, and and yeah, we we love it. We'll be bringing it to all the comps from now on. And it even has a bottle opener. It does have a bottle opener. All, yeah, all the best bits have a bottle opener, as I'm sure you would be aware. Yeah, very, very important tool. Mate, that is a very, uh, very nice looking bit of kit. Yeah, oh look, they're, they're definitely on like another level. The the, 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 the top end of the Pro-Q stuff is is really a, a pretty heavy duty industrial smoker. Um, almost more of a commercial grade smoker, this one. But but we picked it up second hand, um, which, you know, made the, the, the buy-in point a, a lot more um, uh, manageable. And it was actually uh, the badass barbecue guys, I think, were the ones that brought this pit into the country and it was probably one of the first ones and um, we've picked it up off the the second owner who was a guy in brisbane so yeah no it's, it's got some it's got some comp cred and um yeah we're happy to have it in our arsenal yeah yeah for sure so speaking of the competition you've just handed in your last hand in yep um how are you feeling about it all what do you feel has been your best hand in over the last two days uh, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bit um, you know selfish and probably say probably my categories are probably chicken and lamb. And on the first day we did chicken and lamb, and I was I was happy, probably more happy with lamb. Uh, our chicken I was happy with, but we had we cut it so fine, man. It was literally at the table with 30 seconds to go of the hand in window. Ooh, we had at five tight. minutes out, we had some chicken that hadn't quite come up to temp, so we were just trying to get as much heat into it as we could literally uh, just at enough time got six pieces up to temp with enough time to glaze them and put them in a box so I was happy with them the only thing that could have gone better was we would have had more pieces to choose from and more time to put together a nicer box but um, other than that it was it was on point and the adrenaline rush from that was just 
another level, man. It was we had a crowd of people. They all knew what was going on. They knew we had seconds to get it in, so it was awesome. Yeah, that, that was probably even if we don't do well, that's probably the highlight of my weekend, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a always a good bit of crowd interactions. Always yeah. really nice. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. to be honest, that's been probably one of the best things about this comp, uh, as we were talking about earlier. Like, uh, we've actually been able to give out samples, which is which is very unusual, as you know, for a barbecue comp. It is. Yeah, yeah. We've got the, that food license for the event, um, which just allows us to to have that participation and and being a, a punter at a good six barbecue comps before I competed in one. I know that. Yeah, you, you know, most of the crowd don't get as much out of it as I do, so um, they're looking for that that you know that chance to taste what what competition barbecue is about, and and the only way to do it really is to judge, except for a, you know an event like today. So yeah, it's been good. Some good feedback from the crowds, and and yeah, it's been good talking to everyone. Absolutely, mate. I love it. Well, best of luck for the uh, presentations this afternoon. Thank you very much, Ben. I'll have my fingers crossed for you, and I hope to see you might, up there on the, on, the on the stage. stage. Yeah. Well, you Won't will see me breath. on the stage because yeah. I'll be doing the presentations. <laughs> yes. Good call. I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to see you on the stage. I'd love to be up there with you. But yeah. Yeah, see how it goes. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks for talking to me. Th thanks for your time. Thanks, mate. I'm very excited right now. I've managed to track down Morgan, the owner of Wild Smoke, which is one of my favorite companies out there. They do fantastic, beautiful barbecue rubs. How are you doing today, Morgan? Good, thanks, Ben. How are you? Good, mate. Good. I've been loving this festival. How about you? Mate, it's been a fantastic cracking time over the last two days. The sun's shining. The smell of barbecue in the air is great. There's nothing quite like it, is there? No, it's unbelievable. Yeah, so can you give me a bit of a rundown on what it is uh, that Wild Smoke does? Wild Smoke uh, started about oh, a little over a year ago now. Um, to be honest, the, uh, the blends we make as a, as a barbecue rub, um, we've been playing with those over the last, well, since I was a little boy, to be honest, I grew up on a farm out in the Brisbane Valley and uh, we've been playing with those since I was a kid and um, my wife, God bless her, said to me one day, have you tried selling these online? And um, the barbecue crowd decided to take it on and we've gone from there. Right, strength to strength. So tell me a bit about the range that you got here today. Well, at the moment we've got about, uh, we've got five stocks standing in our, in, our, in our range. It's our Smokehouse, which is our, uh, our brisket blend, which is a... Uh, a, started out with a salt pepper base and then we've layered spice on top. Our Dusty's is our all-rounder. Um, that started out life as a, uh, as a lamb rub, but it's got some fantastic flavours. Not a lot of heat in it, but very mild, but you can, you can use it on everything. Um, our rib rub, our rib rub's probably one of our best sellers. It's a, uh, it's a sweet heat, bit of cayenne kick, bit of chipotle, a lot of sugar in there, but it gives a lot of, a lot of good flavour and depth. Um, then we've got our, um, our churrasco. Our churrasco is our coffee rub, and it's a fantastic flavour. A lot of heat. I've used it on everything from venison to kangaroo all the way to, to lamb, and, lamb and brisket. Wow. Um, then we've got our, our favourite, making bacon. Um, it's a favourite of some of the teams around here. They love putting it on ribs, but we started out with it as a, uh, as a bacon blend. So you could actually make your own nitrate-free bacon. I've seen you've actually had a, had a go at it a couple of times too. I have, I have, and I uh, I apologise. I haven't had a chance to do a proper write-up on it yet. That's okay. But um, I'm very big on nitrate-free because of uh, some uh, intolerances I have. I get migraines from the from the ites and the eights. So uh, yeah, no, I I'm actually a, a huge fan of your of your wild smoke rub. Can you give us a uh, a bit of a breakdown on how one would make their own bacon at home using your rub? Really, very simple. Um, it's a it's a it's a five to seven day process. All I need to do is take about four to five tablespoons of our making bacon rub, put it on a piece of pork belly, about a kilo of pork belly, um, on both sides, skin on or off. 
um, put it into a, a cryovac or a, a Ziploc bag, put it in the fridge, flip it every day. After the end of, say, seven days, take it out, rinse it. Um, to be honest, I like to leave it in the fridge uncovered for another day to make it a little bit sticky and tackier. Mm-hmm. And then stick it in the smoker, cook it to about uh, 150 Fahrenheit internal temperature, take it out, let it cool, let it set, and then slice it. If you've got a meat slicer at home, then use that because that gives you some great slice then too. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that I like to, to, to do with it as well is leave it in uh, little square chunks, which I will then cut up into little mini chunks and use them as lard-ons in other things I'm cooking, like a like a very little sort, light, sort of light sprinkling through it for a spaghetti bolognese or a, or a something like that to just give it a little bit of that extra flavour kick. It's just fantastic. As an, as an add-on, we've uh, I went through a crusade some months ago about uh, trying to baconise everything. Um, I've, I've baconised some brisket. Um, I did a... A lamb belly, and rolled that, smoked it, and we got some nice fine lamb chunks. Um, we also did some pork cheeks, so we did some cheeky bacon, and it was fantastic. Cheeky bacon, I like that. I like that. Now, I, I do have to ask one question. I've noticed there's a really delicious sweet flavour comes out of the pork once it's done with your wild smoke rub. Is that maple? It is. It's maple. Yes, maple and a touch of fennel. Oh, fennel. Interesting. Okay. All right, so you mentioned that, that Wild Smoke is a local company. Do you use local ingredients? We use a mixture of imported and local ingredients. Our, our paprika is actually um, shipped down from Harvey Bay. Oh, fantastic. So it's, um, so it's actually smoked from, in, in a, uh, by a small company up there. Um, a lot of our peppers come from overseas. Um, a lot of our blending is done here. Well, most actually all our blending is done here. Um, the ingredients for our maple bacon or making bacon comes from New South Wales and from Byron. Oh, from Byron. So it's really local. Correct. Oh, fantastic. Beautiful. So where can people track you down, mate? They can find us online at www.wildsmoke.com.au or they can um, check out our retail page and look at all our retailers around the country and, and find us there. Alrighty. And are you on the socials? We are. We've got a, we've got a Facebook page and Instagram page. Don't ask me the addresses because I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just do a good search for Wild Smoke, Wild with a Y, W-Y-L-D, Smoke Barbecue Rubs. Hey, how about that? That's it. All right, beautiful. Thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the rest of the festival. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Cheers. I'm standing under the tree here in the shade on this beautiful sunny day, and I've, uh, I'm having a good chat to uh, Jason from Smoky Flavors of the Granite Belt. How are you doing today, Jason? Very good. Thank you, yourself. Good, mate, good. So tell me a bit about uh, about Smoky Flavours. What is it all about? Uh, it's all about flavouring your meat with wood chips. We start off with eight different varieties we've got now, and, yeah, hopefully we can keep it going and help out the boys at the barbecuing so they get their fantastic tastes. Right, so what are the eight flavours that you stock? Uh, we've got macadamia, pecan, plum, peach, pear, apple, and cherry. Okay, now you mentioned chips. Do you also do chunks and logs and all that sort of stuff as well? I also do chunks and logs as well. So okay, so give us a bit of a rundown on um, what what uh, woods you would recommend for which particular meats. So I'd recommend your pork would be a sweeter type of wood, would be apple and pear, and then to do my beef would be my cherries and yeah, and pecan if you like a bit of a stronger taste, and macadamia's got a bit of a nuttier taste, so yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, I like the sound of that uh, macadamia taste. That uh, that sounds like that'd go well with a nice cold beer to me. It does, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, something that's that's caught my attention here is that it's called Smoky Flavors of the Granite Belt. So, are your products all locally sourced? No, we're all all basically in um, Stanthorpe as the Granite Belt is known. 
The only one that we get outside is the macadamia. It comes from Lismore. So that's still it's still, still, still pretty local though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's awesome, man. I, I love that that's, um, that that's uh, part of what you're doing. Um, can you tell me a bit about what you're doing here at the festival today? Um, now invited into a team called the Smoke Kings. Uh, we've just competed in all the categories and we also did a whole hog category, which the hog actually come from Stanthorpe itself and was fed on apples. And we brought up an apple bin from Stanthorpe and we presented it with the red and green apples, as everyone would know, as ah, the Granny Smiths and Pink Ladies. That was yours, I saw that, that was beautiful. Yeah. I got some really nice pictures of that. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, no, that was one of my favourites. Very nice. So how do you feel like you're going to go this weekend? Over the Overall, I was pretty happy with it all. So, yeah, only the judges will tell the answer, really. Well, that's that's coming up soon, too. Yeah, I think I think all votes have been counted for and ready to kick off at 4.30, I think. Um, all I know is that the time is 4.30. Yeah. I don't know anything about all the... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did hear an insider, Rachel, walking past saying we've got all votes in, so... Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah. Good to know it's all taken care of. It is. She's very good at what she does. She is very well done. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, thank you very much for your time, and I hope you enjoy the, the, the rest of the festival, and good luck at presentation time. No worries. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. See you, mate. I'm here right now with uh, with Matt from Peter, and that is Pitmasters Eating Tasty Animals. First of all, my first question has to be, how did you get past the protesting vegans at the front gate? Um, you know, we just kind of stood next to them for a bit, actually, and we melded in with them, so they didn't realise it. We infiltrated them, and we came out, so we're actually, we eat the animals, so... Cool. I can't imagine that that, that, uh, that, that would have been too easy. I'd, I would have thought you would have come in with... Uh, jackets on over and uh, and sort of scurried in so mate uh, tell me how it's been going for you at this uh, brisbane barbecue festival today uh this weekend's been pretty good for us it was really busy yesterday lots of people out um and you know just having a really good time yeah beautiful now you were just showing me some of your photos of your hand-ins before and uh you're explaining that you've tried a couple of things a bit differently can you run me through a bit um of what those things were uh normally we do chicken thighs uh so this year or this um when we've done breasts so sliced breasts oh and we did a uh, sorry lamb lamb racks as well so we french them and they were pretty we we're pretty happy with those as well yeah so chicken breast, that's interesting. Chicken breast is uh, starting to pop up a bit more often uh, than not. Um, there's been a bit of a trend in the past for chicken thighs, which I think we've inherited from America, and I love that Australia's now heading towards breast. What advice would you have for people that are looking to uh, smoke chicken breasts? Um, you've got to kind of watch them a bit. If you overdo them, they really will dry out. Um, but if you do them properly, you know, you get really moist, delicious chicken, like, yeah. So how would you go about doing them properly? What would be your, your tips um, for that? It's just a matter of uh, getting the pit nice and hot um, and just watching them. We usually have an extra one there with a probe in it, and that's our kind of one that we just test with. And um, normally we take it to about, I think, 100 and I think it's 65 internal, I think, normally, about that point. But um, it's, yeah, it's the easiest way to tell is just slice it open and have a look. Now, you've just mentioned your pit and uh, walking around this weekend, I've seen that there's quite a few people cooking on pits that are built by new players on the scene, and you're one of them. Can you tell me a bit about what you've got here this weekend? So we've got uh, Billy the Kid, which is a 20-inch uh, reverse offset. Um, it's been fantastic. We've used, this is uh, the third one that we've used. We have them on loan at the moment, um, and they've all held the temperature really well. Um, about 45 minutes an hour, you put another log on, and you don't need a big fire to get it going either. It just sits there. Can you run me through some of the features that it's got? Um, so we've got removable tray, 
um, for the uh, the uh, for the uh, below the fire door uh, preparation the, bench. The preparation bench, removable tray underneath the uh, firebox as well. So you just take that out, ash out. Um, we've also got an open top on top of the firebox for grilling. Um, Very handy for the for the lunchtime snacks on competition days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And removable um, chimney as well. Ah, very handy for transport. Yeah. Very nice. So, mate, you still haven't told me who's built it yet. Uh, so that's our friend Ty. He's from Wild West Smokers, um, and he's been doing a lot of these, and you know they're they're getting out there. They're becoming pretty popular. Yeah. We've uh, sold a couple this weekend alone. Yeah, I've I've met Ty. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you feel has been your best hand in this weekend? Oh, that's a really hard one. Um, I think, I think beef was probably our best. I think it's probably the best beef handing we've done to date. And every comp we've done in the past, we were always getting better and better and improving and trying new things. Yeah. Great. Well, I've got my fingers crossed for you, and uh, I'll be up on the stage, and I hope to see you up there as well. Cool. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you may remember her from the meat stock episode. I've just wandered around into the Weber tent and I've found the amazing Laura from uh, from Weber. How are you doing? Yeah, great. Thanks so much for having me again. Yeah, you're welcome. Now, last time I saw you was in Melbourne. so Yes, it was. Yeah, I feel like we've done so much in that short amount of time. But what, when was that? Only in March? Uh, start of April, I think, wasn't yeah, it? Like, wow. Not even that long ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you, you're pretty much living the dream then. You're just like on the on the barbecue tour circuit. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Weber, we've represented um, at Meat Stocks. Uh, we did Taste of Auckland last year. And currently we're at Brisbane Barbecue Festival again at Weber HQ. So we're having a ball, sharing the Weber love. Yeah, I just love it. I love everything that you're doing. I've been watching the uh, the different uh, demonstrations you've been doing. I I keep popping in and out whenever it's sample time and Thank uh, you. Yeah. grabbing a few little bites of steak and stuff. So uh, no, awesome. it's it, it's been fantastic. And how's the festival been been treating you? Yeah, it's been amazing. You know what? I can't believe it. They call this winter in Brisbane. The weather has been amazing. It's been sunny. I've been in shorts and t-shirts. It's just been perfect weather to get down, head to the show, and get taste some barbecue. Yeah, definitely. Have, have you enjoyed the uh, all the live music and things? Yeah, it's been fantastic. So we're right near the our live stage, so we've been bopping along while we're cooking on the barbecues, and yeah, it's we're having a ball here. There's not much better than that, I don't think. No, not at all. No. So what I wanted to talk to you about today uh, was the Weber Kettle. Last time we talked about the Weber Smoky Mountains. Let's yes. have a chat about the, the Weber Kettle. Yeah, absolutely. You've, you've got a beautiful lineup of, uh, of colours and, and range there. We do, yeah. So uh, currently we're cooking on three different kettles, three different cooking set of, uh, methods. Okay, can you give us a bit of a rundown of those uh, three different cooking methods? Yeah, definitely. So on one of the kettles, uh, we're using our red gum charcoal. So it's a brand new product that Weber has brought out. So we're doing two zone cooking. So on one half of the charcoal grate, we've got uh, red gum charcoal hot. So we've been searing some steaks. Then on the other half of the charcoal grate, there's indirect cooking. So we've been, uh, for the thicker steaks, like the bone-in ribeyes, we've been putting them to the indirect side to finish cooking all the way through. So the indirect side has no charcoal on it? Correct, absolutely. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so we recommend uh, that you always have a, at least a quarter of the charcoal grate free, just in case you have any flare-ups with your steak. You can quickly move it across to the other side, let it um, without ruining your steak. Also, if it is a really thick steak, you're going to get have that really nice and crisp um, and caramelised on the outside over the direct heat. If you still want to cook it through, if it's really thick, just move it to that indirect side to finish cooking all the way through. Yeah, great, great. So, what are the other uh, setups that you got there? Yeah, sure. Uh, so we've also got indirect cooking on another. Um, 
kettle. So we're using some barbecue briquettes to absolutely crackle a pork loin roast. Oh, nice. It has been turning out amazing. So have you got have you got charcoal on both sides of that and then the pork sitting in the middle? Is that yeah, how you're doing it? Yeah, absolutely. So we're using charcoal uh, baskets with briquettes in either side. So there's about 21 to 22 briquettes in each basket. So that's enough heat to reach up to a temperature of 230 to 250 degrees to get that beautiful crackle because it's really essential to get that crackle at the start of the cook. And then naturally with barbecue briquettes, it slowly dies down. So it goes uh, to that perfect uh, roasting temperature, which is around 200 degrees. Celsius, of course. Celsius, of course. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. In Australia, I like to talk Celsius. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> well, hey, look, personally, I talk Fahrenheit, but yeah, hey. Let's everyone's l- different. Let's not have that argument right now. At least now. we're talking barbecue. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what was the third setup that you had? Uh, so the third is the snake method. So I know it's really popular at the moment. Um, so we have that on, dis- on display. We're trying to educate everyone that if they are wanting to go into low and slow cooking, and if they only have a kettle at home, they can absolutely do it. So that's all I've got at home. I've got a kettle and I do all my low and slow cooking at home on that. Yeah, I've, I've got three actually. Now, you you mentioned that you have um, three different types of kettles there. Can you give us a bit of an idea of what the kettle range is like at the moment? Yes, yeah, certainly. So we do have quite a range of kettles. At the moment, we've only got the premium uh, kettles on display. Uh, we do have the original kettle. Uh, we then have the premium kettle with a one-touch cleaning system at the bottom. But we also have performers, which come with amazing side tables so you can get all your food out close to the barbecue so you're ready to cook straight away. Right. Yeah, yeah. This might be insider information, so I don't know if you can tell me or not. Do you know if, uh, if if there's plans to bring the new Weber Summit charcoal into Australia? We are currently working on that. So we it's going through a testing process at the moment. So, yeah, it's currently under wraps and we're trying to get it um, working in accordance with the Australian market. But, yeah... Can't quite say on that one yet, sorry. No, beautiful. That's all right. I'm sure I'll catch up with you again at the next festival yeah, and you absolutely. can and you can update me there. Yeah. So thank you very much for your time. That's all right. Thanks so much for having me. And it, it's been great to see you again. Yeah, you too. All thank right. you. Enjoy the rest of the festival. You too. Bye. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, I have managed to track down JR from JR's Smokehouse. Now, you may remember him from such films as the promo film we did for the uh, Brisbane Barbecue Festival a few weeks ago. (laughs) He has uh, a smashing barbecue uh, catering business, uh, serves some of the best stuff I've personally ever eaten. How are you feeling today, mate? How are you going? Good, Dan. Thanks for that. That means a lot. Yeah, any time, man. Dead set words of truth. So, how have you been enjoying the festival? Yeah, it's been cool. My favorite um, thing about these festivals is, I think, um, running into old friends and teams that we've met at kind of some of the earlier ones and checking out their camps, trying some of the food. You know, had a little bit of free time today, so cruised around around um, turn in time. Went to Barbecue Mafia, got some um, really, really juicy whole hog. Um, Shank Brothers Barbecue for the first time. Had some pork ribs, which were great. And I think that's it. That's all I had time for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I, that, that's an interesting topic, Dan. So you got to try some of the competition food. Can you give us a bit of an idea of how competition food differs from uh, like professional catering food? Attention to like one cut, like one piece of meat. Like I watched one team um, cook like five or six racks of ribs, cut all of them, select which ones they thought looked the best, then taste each rack and then used a big metal spatula to surgically place it on a bed of greens and um that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah the uh the, 
the lengths that they have to go to to get that perfect hand in box. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's quite outrageous at times. Yeah, I saw some people that are that are um, always like the jokesters with full game face on, looking 20 years older than they are. But um, yeah, the food was good. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. So, what's been your your best seller here today? Today, um, brisket. We um, when we get here, we start cooking the night before. So I put my briskets on at like, and I light the fire at eight, put them on at nine, and pull them off by eight or nine in the morning, and then um, wrap them up to keep them like totally airtight so they, they don't dry out, and just making sure that everyone's good. And it used to be where we'd cook a lot of food and I'd have to cook it, I'd have to cut it because I wanted total control over it, but um, we've got a really good smoker that puts out some good products, so I feel like a little bit more confident just to, like, once you pull it out and, and, and you're happy with it, you know that it's going to turn all right on the plate. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, beautiful, man. I've, I've, I've had a good look at your smoker. It's a seriously impressive, uh, impressive bit of kit. Thanks. It's great, yeah. It's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. So you you're talking about brisket before. That's that's actually my my favorite thing that 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 you cook. I've tried it several times. What would be some advice that you'd have for people that are looking to cook brisket at home? First, make sure you get a brisket that's big enough. You know, like source a, a point end brisket that's no smaller than 5 kilos. It doesn't have like a ton of excess fat or thin sections like navel on it and stuff. Really find like a boxed meat um you know, export grade brisket that's that's a good barbecue spec. And then w- once you find that, half the battle's won. You know, and then also um, knowing your end result. So once you've had good brisket, knowing what to look for and um, don't take it off until it's done. You know, like I think a lot of the mistakes that I always made when I first started cooking brisket was following a timeline and having to get it off by a certain time and if it just need, needed another you know hour maybe even like 20 minutes to get it where you wanted it so do you cook to temp or to touch um touch definitely so i'll um, handle like look at each piece of meat every brisket individually and um, if i put them all at the same time some are coming off an hour before others but um yeah just feeling it making sure that it's ready so on the on that topic then how do you feel it? How do you touch it? What are you looking for uh, in that touch? Um, you're looking for no firmness. Um, so like I'll, I'll touch it from underneath, kind of like raise it with my finger in different points. And if, if, it start, if, if there's a little bit of give, then it's probably good to go. If, it's, if my finger's lifting it up and it's pushing back, then, then it, it needs a little bit longer. Oh, interesting. I've, I've never heard that technique before. Thank you for sharing that with us. But then there's a fine line too of, um, you know, like I've, I switched brisket brands a long time ago and, and for the first time I, I cooked this new brand, they cooked a lot faster, they're like hours faster than I was used to. Oh, wow. So I was kind of using that and testing and I'm like, they're not done yet, but in actuality it was probably done three hours earlier and, <laughs> you know, it was, it was pretty destroyed. Well, that is what they say about brisket. Every, every single piece of brisket is different to the one before. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And when you're trimming them, you can see a lot of difference too, you know, in the marble and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, thanks for your time. I've, I've dragged you away from your caravan for a, for a good couple of minutes now. There's a bunch of people there waiting to grab some more food, so I will let you go and uh, go serve up some more of that delicious brisket. Thanks, man. Have a good day. Thanks for your time, man. Sure. You too. 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, minutes are ticking down now before we're going to get the presentation, but I've managed to catch up with Anthony from Dr. Q. How are you doing today, man? Mate, we have had a fantastic day. Um, Brisbane's just turned on some great weather for us. It's uh, been a really great event, and, you know, Dom has just done a great job in organising. We've had an absolute blast. So yeah. I'm pretty sure he sold his soul to the devil to get the weather for us. Yes, yes. But, we, um, we drove into the rain on Friday and panicked, and, uh, yeah, Dom clicked his fingers, and Saturday, Sunday's just been perfect. Mate, I live just an hour down the road on the, on the Gold Coast, and I, it, it rained all Friday night. And I got up, got in the car on Saturday morning to come up here. The, my truck was covered in rain. Yep. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. This yep, is looking yep, pretty yep. rough. No, it was quite sketchy, but, but uh, it's, uh, it's great. It, it, it's come through. Yeah. Now, I, I want to just ask you a quick question. Dr. Q, obviously a play on words of Dr. Who. Yes, yes, it can was. You, can you describe your logo for me? I love that logo. Um, so we started out, I guess, as our team started out uh, using the Weber Smoky Mountain. Um and when we were looking for team names, we tossed around a lot of different ideas. And uh, one of our team members, Adam, came up with the idea of Dr. Q. And uh, he, he's a mad Dr. Who fan and Star Wars and all the rest of it. And so, uh, yeah, it sort of stuck from there. And then, yeah, the, the, the Smoky Mountain got incorporated into the logo and we took it from there. So, yeah. I guess it'll be a toss up then between the uh, the Doctor Q and the Daleks and Star Wars and the R two D Q and we have talked about that you know <laughs> it, there, there has been much talk actually of perhaps a uh, a, a visit from uh, you know a bit of a Star Wars R two D two at some point there's, there's a paint job on the way let's put it that way are you sure it's not going to be R two D Q well it could be <laughs> now I can't help but notice though that there is um, not a bullet smoker in sight here and instead you have this uh, very big flash looking trailer can you tell me a bit about that yeah so um i guess it was uh just after sydney meat stock um jamie from hogpit smokers uh talked with us about uh using his uh hogpit offset um up here for brisbane and uh i guess the opportunity was too too good to uh too good to miss so uh the chance to come up and play with an offset um you know, and, and do what we enjoy doing uh, was was just fantastic for us. So, um, yeah, Jamie's provided this uh, the offset. Um, I guess best to describe it. You know, it's a 24 inch uh, offset um, with. Uh, I think the thing that we, we really enjoyed this weekend. It was so cold this morning. The insulated firebox um, made such a difference. Um, at 4 a.m. this morning, when it was about six degrees out here, this thing was just rock solid, 250 the whole way. Um, I've been really fortunate to have Linda Zamet come up and join us um, this weekend from Pitts Perfect, and Linda has a hog pits maker herself down in Sydney and has really um, just managed this beautifully. And uh, but the, just the stability I've seen um, out of this pit over the weekend, it's it's just been phenomenal. Um, and the thing I would say with it too is just the wood use. Um, in general, it's been using sort of one one log an hour, um, so it's been really minimal. We, we've we've run two two bags of wood for for the whole weekend, and it, it's probably now up to about twenty hours of running off two bags. So it, it's just been fantastic. So you've run it the whole time, like twenty hours solid. Uh, we, we probably ran 10 hours yesterday and about 10 hours today. Okay, gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, we shut it down overnight. We didn't need to have it running. Um, but, 
yeah, hence the early start and uh, <laughs> freezing to death this morning. But uh, Yeah, but I mean, like, one log an hour, that's, you know, like, a regular offset's about one log every half hour. So yeah, yeah. Um, the insulated firebox, is, I guess you're saying that it's using, like, half the wood of a of a regular standard offset then? Look, that's really what my, th what my feeling is. Um, the thing I have been most impressed with has just been the stability in temperature. You know, we've had lids open, lids shut, fireboxes open, fireboxes shut all, all over the weekend and it just holds that 250 with, with no issue at all. Um, a couple of times we've needed to jam it up and, and taken it up to 275 yesterday we had a 320 for a little bit just to try and finish a couple of things off and uh, it, it is incredibly responsive to heat um, in, in terms of temperature change um, I've traditionally been used to the Smoky Mountains um, and I've found this has actually reacted far quicker to, to, to changes than the Smoky Mountains have even running a controller where you've uh, jamming air straight into them so uh you yeah, know it, it's been really impressive um yeah I, I couldn't say a bad word about it fascinating mate very interesting to see a uh, a new player on the scene performing so well yeah yeah and and i, and I think that's one of the things I, I i have really enjoyed with this is that um you know what jamie has put together um has been it, it, it's a very interesting product there are a few i guess differences and changes in it that uh um, you know, others haven't done, or, or, or there's just that versatility in the design. Where he, he, because he's a new player, there's that constant evolution of ideas and, and so forth that's going on. And um, I think that that really has uh, you, you can really see it in the in, in, in the end product and the design that he's, mm. he's put out. So, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great. So, what do you feel is going to be your strongest hand in this uh, this, this uh, competition? Um, that's a really tough call. It's always a little bit of a crapshoot. Um, we were very happy with lamb, um, but surprisingly chicken yesterday. Um, if, if, if I had to pick something at the moment, I'd say that I, I was really pleased with chicken. It was really tender, really nice. Skin was bite through. Um, everything we're looking for. Uh, but having said all of that, we'll wait two hours and see what comes out. So, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. So. I, feel, I meant to ask you before, how many competitions have you been in? Oh, that is an awfully good question. Um, I think this is our fifth. Okay. Um, we started uh, at Wingham last year. Um, That's a good comp. And the Wingham comp was fantastic for first-timers. Grant Coleman just run such a wonderful competition. Um, you know, from the impromptu steak cook-off on the on the, um, the Saturday night, you know, right right the way through the whole thing, you know, it, we just felt welcome the whole time. It was, it was, it was really wonderful. Um, and, and from there, uh, we did uh, the two crafteds this year, crafted orange, uh, crafted Wollongong, where we, we were reserve grand champion at Wollongong, um, and then uh, on to Meatstock Sydney. Um, yeah, and now, and now here at Brisbane. So I'm hoping that's added up to five. But Excellent. Yeah. So if you could give one piece of advice to someone who's thinking about entering their first competition, what would it be? Um, I think the biggest piece of advice I would give is if you at all can get in on a competition and go and judge a couple of times beforehand. It's something that I did. Um, this time last year, I flew up from Sydney to come and judge at Brisbane. Um, and had an, a really wonderful time. Met lifelong mates whilst we were at, whilst I was up here, 
Um, and it gave me a really good insight as to what judges are looking for, um, what other teams are turning in, and the flavour profiles that um, I guess you're kind of trying to aim for. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd just say get in there, judge a few comps, if, you, if at all possible, and then just give it a lash. Why not? Um, I think there's a lot of hesitancy. You talk to a lot of people here today who say, I'd love to do this. Um, and, and there's quite a bit of hesitancy as though it's some sort of a, a dark art. And really, it's just about great mates getting together, cooking food, having fun, and um, yeah, just give it a go. That's great advice, mate. <laughs> great advice. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, and uh, best of luck come presentation time. Yes, thank you. I think we'll be noting it, but uh, yeah, no, it should be a good one. Thanks. Oh, well. with Dan from Country Boys Barbecue and you're listening to Smoking Hot Confessions. Yeah! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. We're about to give out some awards right now and uh, officially welcome in the uh, the champions. And I'm going to introduce my uh, my good friend Ben Arnott uh, from Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. He's going to help me hand out the awards. Uh, ben, tell them a little bit about the, uh, the barbecue podcast that you do. Thanks, Trent. It's uh, it's Australia's only podcast um, on on the topic of barbecue, and it's uh, it's a real passion project of mine. I uh, am into I'm up into the wee hours of uh, almost every night uh, working on it, putting it together. And in each episode, I like to uh, interview um, a lot of the star pitmasters, many people that you've seen here in front of you today. Um, I can already see quite a few faces in the crowd that I've already spoken to, and so you can jump onto iTunes, you can jump onto SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those things, and you can. Uh, uh, have a good uh, a good listen to uh, the words of wisdom from many of the pit masters that you've already met out in the pit yard today and hopefully voted for for people's choice. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's good to see that we've got uh, some more sort of social media kind of ex uh, extension going out to uh, the barbecue community so we can all get involved uh, and uh, enjoy what is barbecue together. We're going to start off with the third place in the whole hog competition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In third place in the whole hog category, we have the Brizzy Basters. In second place, the Meat Sweat. First place in this very exciting category of whole hog. We have the Charcoal Kings! Come on up! Well done, the Charcoal Kings. Alright, so next up, guys, we're going to move on to the... Uh, let's do chicken. We're going to move on to the chicken awards. We have third prize. Ben? Can we please have to the stage... The lovely Shank Sisters Barbecue. Shanking it up in the old shank. In second place, can we please have the Smoking Jokers? <laughs> Good one, Ben. Good one. Good one. First place in chicken. I know this person wasn't feeling real confident. Roll and smoke barbecue. They should put a smile on his face. 
Now we're going to get into the uh, Lamb Award. I'm very happy uh, to announce for third place, Beastie Boys coming up for their third place Lamb. Very good. Intergalactic smoke fairy. All right, second place Lamb, the Meat Sweats. Come on down again. First place Lamb with one of the most interesting names out there. Dr. Q. Uh, now we're going to get along to the uh, pork ribs category. All right, coming in third place, can we have Country Boys Barbecue? Second place, hope that didn't go too far away, Dr. Q. Okay, first place pork ribs. One of the most sought after category prizes. Can we have Smoking Jokers? Well done, guys. That's no mean feat. Alright, so now we have the, um, the category of beef. Third prize. Can we have, please? Shake Brothers! Woo! Coming up next in second place in beef, Smoking Jokers! Oh, oh, again! First place in beef, getting a, another lovely hammer style knife and a triple shot shot glass trophy. Double barrel barbecue! Not one barrel, not three barrels, but two barrels. Ben, can you please announce the People's Choice Awards for round 19 of the ABA Barbecue Competition 2017? Alrighty, so not only do you get one of the biggest trophies that we have, you also get a hammer style knife as well. For the People's Choice, voted by you, the people, thank you to those who did, uh, who did head in and make their votes. Can we please have Shake Brothers Barbecue? Yeah. Well done, guys. You're getting your daily workout walking to the stage. Congratulations, guys. What a bunch of legends. We are about to announce oh, the reserve. We have officially called it the reserve award for the grand champion uh, for the ABA competition, Brisbane Barbecue Festival 2017. That'll work. All right, yes, for reserve grand champion, can we please have <laughs> Rolling Smoke Barbecue. Rolling Smoke. Come on down, Lucas. Alright, this is what we're waiting for, Grand Champion. Very hotly contested, by the way, at this competition. Lots of big name teams here today. But there can be only one. Smoking Joker! <laughs> well done, boys. That's no mean feat. 
Congratulations. That's four grand championships this year for these lads. In a row. So that's how it went down, folks. Often the bridesmaid, sometimes the bride. Lucas from Rolling Smoke Barbecue picked up reserve grand champion, and Smoking Jokers picked up grand champion. Their fourth straight GC. Now I'm happy to be corrected, but I think that's a record here in Australia. If you would like to correct me, you can reach out to me on the socials. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Smoking Hot Confessions and Twitter as Barbecue Confessions. If you want to get stuck into a good Q conversation, there is the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook. It's a group dedicated to teaching, learning and sharing all about barbecue. If you've got a product you want reviewed or an event you want covered, send me an email directly to ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. If you'd like to get into competition barbecue or you just want to up your game, check out my free ebook, 27 Lessons Learned from Competition Barbecue. Inside, you'll find 27 tips that I've put together from my own experience as a competitor and as a judge. To get your copy, head over to smokinghotconfessions.com slash ebooks. There's also a link in the description. One thing I really loved about the Brisbane Barbecue Festival was meeting some of you smoking hot listeners. You would have seen the pics I shared on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to catch up for a chat in person, I'll be competing at the Burley Barbecue Championships on the 5th and 6th of August, and I'll be competing at the Bangalore Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival on the 11th and 12th of August. I'm also going to be part of a collaboration with Mark from Smartfire for the Barbecue Wars at Port Mac in September. If you see me, make sure you come up and say hi. I'd love to meet you. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast as these things really help me out a lot on the charts. Take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips and Ben's own confessions. Confessions.